0: Greetings and salutations,
1: Mr. Shane. Good evening, kind sir. We and how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself?
0: Not bad, not bad at all.
1: If you'll allow me the opportunity. I'm very subdued. Keep on talking in the free world. I quite enjoyed that show. We have a lot to talk about. I, I was I wanted to throw this out to you. I know that we want to start from the top, but I feel like... You know the second the show ends the show being monday night raw is that you know where the juices are flowing off of what we just witnessed so i don't know if if you if you don't mind going off script a little bit i'd like to just first react to what we just saw like the final match is always a big deal i'd like to first just get our thoughts on that and we can revisit it and finish with it again as well but i kind of feel like we're depriving ourselves of some initial reaction of what we just saw. What do you think about that? What do you think about just that, about me saying that? I mean, do you agree or disagree?
0: No, we we can definitely do this. You know, I'm pretty open to changing things up as we go along here. So, you know what, we'll go to the end and then we'll start again from the beginning and we'll finish off with our final thoughts on this final match again at the end of the show
1: yeah i mean truth be told darren and the thing is is i think that uh you know we're just feeling our way through like anyone else but uh you know we love to enjoy wrestling we love to talk about it i think the more i think about it and the more we go through it and we've we've been doing it for a little bit now is just you know it's just, just we're just we're just talking right like if we were talking offline so anyone who wants to join and weigh in awesome and uh but we're just talking about yeah, you know, we'll just play it by ear, like you said. So I like the fact that you're open to it. I'm pretty easy going too. We're talking wrestling, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. So instead of uh instead of mingling and dangling here, let's get to it. Shall we?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey.
0: Shoosh uh, thank you.
1: Let's get into it then, man. What do you think? AJ
0: Styles versus Seth Rollins. Um now, of course, a little recap here before we get into this, just for people you know who maybe didn't pay attention to Raw. This all came earlier in the night as Seth Rollins did interrupt AJ Styles earlier on in the night, um, as AJ Styles did make his return after a couple weeks um, of being away due to Edge's attack on AJ Styles. Seth Rollins, of course, was, was um, on a roll tonight, and I'll give him kudos for that because he was – he is trying to get his WrestleMania moment. Um, and I, you got to feel for the guy. I have a feeling it's coming. Um, so let's be prepared for that. So it yet again was set up by Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville that Seth Rollins would face AJ Styles tonight. The winner would go on to face edge at WrestleMania. It was just like what happened last week with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Um, So, Mr. Kelly, your thoughts on this match. Did you like it? Did you not? Personally, I thought it was a fantastic match again, yet again. They gave it all their best out there tonight, just like Seth did with Kevin Owens last week. It was a very entertaining match um, until the abrupt end where Edge came from behind with a chair to hit um, AJ Styles while he was on the outside of the ring. So, your thoughts on this match?
1: I mean, we agree on the fact you can't go wrong as far as in-ring ability when you have Seth Rollins facing AJ Styles. You're talking two of the best of the best. You're talking, like, technical wrestling, high flyers. It was great. The match was awesome. How about that... uh you know, kind of was nasty the the sliding the sliding drop kick, I guess if you will, when AJ Styles was hanging upside down to the head from uh, Seth Rollins to AJ Styles, that was pretty nasty. Um, I love the the wrestling part of it, but I, I don't I don't like all of this. I don't. So I didn't like the you know I think we agree to disagree on the fact that you know throughout the show Seth Rollins is talking about he wants the match, but I, I'm over the laugh first of all. I'm over the laugh. It's forced. It's contrived. Not something I'm getting behind. And again, this isn't the Seth Rollins that I know. He was a little bit too jovial for me throughout the night. Like, you know, joking around. We're two. We're two weeks away from WrestleMania, and I think they said twelve days tonight. Is that what they said? Twelve days, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're 12 days away from day one of WrestleMania. I thought you were Seth freaking Rollins. And you don't have a match lined up yet? So, like, and you're joking around? Like, you should be bouncing off the walls with anger. So, about the final match, I guess I would fast forward, and I know we'll revisit it again at the end of the show. This is Talk That Talk uh the official live fan reaction call-in show we're here 30 minutes before every monday night raw and immediately afterward taking everyone's calls hearing what everyone's thoughts are on raw and um this was the first time that i saw the emotion from seth that i mean think about it darren i mean you know correct me if i'm wrong again you're seth rollins without rehashing the whole thing, you're Seth Rollins and everything that he represents and everything he's accomplished. And the end of raw tonight was the first time I really saw him lose it. And like, like, you know, outwardly show how upset and angry he was. Like, are we doing that? Am I, am I going to be on WrestleMania? Like what's happening here? Enough is enough already. I wanted to see that weeks and weeks and weeks ago. So, for, to to enjoy and appreciate the talent, I removed myself for a moment from everything I was upset about that I just said and just enjoyed the match for what it was. And to your point, I mean, wrestling-wise, awesome match. That's what it's all about. But anyway, so finally, Seth is upset. Is it too little, too late? And again, the, the match for Seth is Kevin Owens. And I know, and then maybe we'll take this offline and then revisit again, but... I know we kind of had an agenda here. I think we, you know, maybe we're going to go with the flow. And, um, I, I appreciate you saying at the beginning, like we're not, we're not all about rumors and this and that. The other thing we're trying to appreciate the in-ring wrestling and take it for what it is. And, you know, appreciate it for what it is. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. I say that because Seth Rollins openly addressed Cody Rhodes to the crowd. And then there's a lot of people saying a lot of things, but regardless, Seth Rollins should have behaved the way he behaved at the end of Raw weeks ago.
0: Well, absolutely, um, and you know we we don't talk rumors here. And he did address the Cody Rhodes by shushing, you know, the crowd and, and tell. Yes, and uh, by telling them that you know, calm down, rumors are, are a funny thing. Um, but the the thing is too, though, if if uh, if WWE is attempting to give him a match at WrestleMania, now I don't know. I know the rumors.
1: I know what's out there. Um, let me and let but- me interrupt you, Darren. Let's if you, again, you tell me what you think. But let's just. I think we. I think we need to. You know. I think you said it best when we started this, and then you know that you know maybe just, just let it fly. All bets are off, and let's just. Uh, the thing I don't like. This is wrestling. This is the real deal. They're in there for real. I'm not here for the debate on uh, he said, she said, is it real or is it not? They're in there. You know how we know? it's. They're in there. They're in there wrestling. We're watching it. So, but I will say, I think you made a good point too, is that like, you know, just let it fly or or I guess, again, I'm paraphrasing, but like all bets are off. So if you want to, and I think we, we should move them forward. You and I can talk about it because I know that you're all over it. And that's, what's awesome is that, you know, you got all the information for us, is that if you want to throw it out there or let us know what's happening, I'd love to hear it. If you don't, then we can revisit and talk about it next week. But Okay.
0: Um, I will quickly get into it quickly. We're not spending a lot of time on this. It is rumored. Cody Rhodes is signed with the WWE. Okay, um, he has come back to WWE. He left AEW about a month ago or so. He has re-signed with the WWE. The plan at WrestleMania is for Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. That has been the plan the whole time. From what I can understand, now I don't know, you know the WWE things can change. From what I can understand moving forward is that this, this match will not officially take place or be announced until the night of WrestleMania. I don't know which night. Nothing has been confirmed. If it's night one or night two. I hate that option. Um, But that is the plan for Seth Rollins going forward.
1: Okay, and so it's an interesting thing. Is that, and okay, so we won't spend too much time now. I know we got a lot to get through, but uh, I think, you know, I do want to chat to you a little bit offline about it because I think that you, you're, you're a wealth of knowledge and, and a great source of information as far as the comings and goings and the ins and outs. And I think that we can, I think we're doing everyone a disservice by not, you know, utilizing your knowledge on that front. And uh so we'll come back to that but okay so I appreciate that so all that being said is that so that's great but I think do we both agree that regardless of what may be going on behind the scenes and what Seth Rollins may or may not be aware of is that he should be upset to the nth degree, that there's nothing in place yet because everybody else is getting the benefit, all the other big stars are getting the benefit of being able to mentally prepare, physically prepare, being able to engage with their opponent, have some back and forth, and really embrace and enjoy and benefit from the quote-unquote road to WrestleMania. Essentially, Seth Rollins has not, he has had no road to WrestleMania. None. Zero. Zero.
0: Yes, that is that is true. Um, it, it's 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 a horrible feeling, but I also I, I put it back on the WWE, and I say this: that this should not be the case. That he's trying to take other people's matches. If you have plans for him already, they could have done this a different way, rather than making him try and take other people's events. Because it's not fair to these guys that they have to fight for their match, even though they know they're sticking to it. Give him something else to do or make him do other things rather than trying to steal other people's matches. Yes, don't get me wrong. We've had two great matches the last this week and last week between him and AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. But if this is not legit what we're waiting to see here, don't don't feed us this information. Because I'm pretty sure... I'm not the only one that knows what the hell's going on here within the WWE. Clearly it was shown tonight in Chicago. Fans know Cody Rhodes is there. Fans know Cody Rhodes is signed with the WWE. Give us that. Let Seth Rollins have his road to WrestleMania. Let Seth Rollins have that storyline with Cody Rhodes. Cause I can guarantee you this. Yeah. That's going to be exciting when Cody Rhodes music hits, whatever the fuck that's going to be. And he's going to walk down that ramp. But what, what, What's the lead-up to it? What's the excitement part of it all that we're going to have? Where's the backstory to this match? We're not going to have any of that. Seth Rollins is not going to have any of that. And I think that's where WWE needs to rethink this next year or for another pay-per-view going forward. Give us the story, give us the backstory, give us the rivalry. There's no rivalry going into this, and I think that's what's going to change the match a lot, that there will no be no rivalry and no backstory like the rest that everybody else going into WrestleMania will
1: have. Uh, agreed, 100%. And this isn't 15 years ago. You the element of surprise and the element of anticipation is gone. Completely gone, obliterated. The internet has ruined that. And as much as I try to avoid it and I think this is a good road for us to walk down because the thing is, is that the road that I, I believe that we both agree that we're not walking down, I'm not engaging, I'm not acknowledging, I'm not having conversations about uh, you know people talking about wrestling in a, in a way other than they're talking about any other sports. We're talking about it as, as it should be. It's sports entertainment but it's a sport nonetheless but I think that we can also include all of this other information without jeopardizing or diluting you know what we feel we're bringing into the table that maybe other platforms don't because in the end uh, you know wrestling is near and dear to all of our hearts so uh, I don't want to disrespect it in, in any way shape or form and I feel that it is disrespected in many ways so that being said is that you know we agree Is that, and we also know, Darren, is that WrestleMania has, you know, it has a, I don't, there could be batting a thousand, man. I don't know if there's exceptions to this. We're going way back, but recent memory, it's 10 out of 10 times. WrestleMania happens, and the second it happens, most times you don't even get any carry over on the monday night raw after wrestlemania as far as what transpired during wrestlemania some but they just move right on like we just fell off a cliff and it's a brand new brave new world like none of this even happened so if that's gonna if they're gonna keep up with that tradition and then cody rhodes out of the blue fights seth rollins wrestle seth rollins at wrestlemania like announced day of no build up, no road to WrestleMania, and then the Monday night after raw after WrestleMania, they stick to the way they've always been, which is they're just starting anew. Then we really we really have been robbed. We've been robbed of an entire road to WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, which would be phenomenal. And then we're always robbed of the aftermath of all of the fallout from WrestleMania afterward, which is my least my least favorite part of WrestleMania has become the two-day WrestleMania. But prior to that, and now number two on the list, my least part favorite part of WrestleMania is the fact that after WrestleMania happens, the WWE behaves like none of it even happened. None of it even existed. They just move right on.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing, right? And this is where I say there needs to be more lead-up. There needs to be more post-thingy about it because, like, what, last year they, they made that, uh, that next pay-per-view after WrestleMania, which is the WrestleMania, I can't remember the name of it right now, WrestleMania something or other. No! We're, we don't need a WrestleMania post-pay-per-view show where it's another pay-per-view for the fuck upset WrestleMania hat. We don't need that. Make the show what it is and call it a day. You didn't win your match too fucking bad. Move on. Go to the back of the line like everybody else has to. Why are we having to watch WrestleMania, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, a month later so that, what, Brock Lesnar loses to Roman Reigns, so he's going to go after Roman Reigns again? I I don't think that's necessary. Um, But uh, they need to fix this. Seth Rollins is being deprived, and I'm not happy about it, for one thing. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do. It, it it just reminds me of a few years ago when the Hardys re-showed at wrestlemania again they debuted there again there was no lead up there was nothing there they just came in and they won the 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 tag team championships in that ladder match there we go that was the end of them and so it it, it they're doing this again and i'm not a fan of it
1: yeah so well i'll let you have the last word on that we agree on that and unfortunately i don't think we're going to see anything different than what we than what we just said. But it's definitely food for thought moving forward. This is going to be something we talk about. We're going to continue to talk about this until some of this changes. Right? And they have such a just a gold mine in the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. It is just such a precious, precious show. It it's just it really is, you know, it's not WrestleMania, but I mean, it is a highly, it is a highly anticipated show and they don't use it properly. And then, uh, I had forgotten about that. You know, you're absolutely right. Like, with the, they've diluted WrestleMania enough with the two nights, and then I had forgotten about the pay per view afterward. They're dubbing it like I it was an aftershock or something. I can't remember now. But you're right. Like, but WrestleMania is in the name of the promotion, which is even more irritating. You're absolutely right. WrestleMania, yes, it's it's such a phenomenal th- event, and it's such a spectacle, and it's such a big, big, big. Big moment for all fans of sports entertainment. That I know that they're trying to monetize as much as possible and capitalize on every single penny. But the thing is, is that you know when it's something that big and that important, you just have to understand and be okay that it is a one-time affair. And and fooling around with it's just dilute. Anyway, we could go on forever. It's disgusting. It, it's disgusting. it is it's disgusting. It's just- we're not we're not going to be happy until it's one until it's still back to normal.
0: And just to one last thought there, it's WrestleMania Backlash is what that event is called, and that will be uh, May 8th in Providence, Rhode Island this year. Um, so we're going to move on. Um, we could talk about that all night. We're going to move on. And we're going to go back to the beginning of the show that all started at 8 o'clock this evening. Um, Kevin Owens. I'll tell you, man. I'll be honest with you. He, he had me for a second there. Um, twice he had me there. <laughs> me too.
1: me uh, too, man. Pure gold
0: honestly honest to god it really was he had me for a second there when when that when that glass smashed and that music hit i uh, i stopped dead um and i literally thought that the texas rattlesnake was there and then again during that speech where he played it off like he was a bit worried that it was stone cold coming again and uh, he played a trick on the crowd there so that really got me uh, so kudos to Kevin Owens. You got a lot of people, and you saw a lot of disappointment in the crowd's faces. Uh, once they realized that it was no Texas rattlesnake that was coming down. Um, whoever did the bald cap, though, I gotta say, they did a fucking terrible job on that. That thing was peeling on the forehead, it was coming off on the back. Um, so I was not impressed with that. But good kudos to Kevin Owens for pulling that off. Just the way that he spoke, he tried to talk like. He was stone cold, saying that it was going to be Kevin Owens that was going to kick his ass, and all this stuff. And then the the terrible uh, throws with the beer that he couldn't catch uh, had me in laughter. So kudos to Kevin Owens on that.
1: I agree, hundred percent, man. Like you know, first of all, you know that music. We've talked about this before. There are only a handful of songs that, like the first second, literally the first second of their music. It, it, it puts everybody in a frenzy stone Cold's music is one of those and yeah at first glance like i was like oh my i, I was losing this. obviously i was losing it. i couldn't believe he was there and then so you know kevin owens really really reminded everybody yet again who he is and what he's capable of and you know he had the walk down to a, a science and he had the look And, you know, everything was perfect. I love the fact that he was talking as if he was stone cold. And I'm with you. I was 50 50 on the, on the ball cap because part of me felt like, you know, part of me felt like that was on purpose. Part of me felt like it was kind of like that was kind of like a tell, uh, if you will, as far as this isn't stone, like the way the cap was or like, you know, I'm just slapping it all together. And then part of me thought what you thought that, wow, like you guys really couldn't get this tightened up a little bit. So I don't know. So I, I, I was I was back and forth on that. But then I also don't know. You know, this is the but this is the genius of Kevin Owens Darren. I really don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I really don't know. If you had a gun to my head and said like which way is it? I really don't know how which way I would go. I'm talking about the beers at the end. So, the beers were thrown to him. Did he drop them on purpose to set up what we eventually saw, which was amazing with pouring the you know, the stunner on, uh, on the WWE employee, and then the beer over his head? Or did Kevin Owens really have a mishap? And because he is just so stellar and he's so quick on his feet, is that did he come up with that on the spot? And then, and if that's the case, then the employee would have had to roll with the punches on the stunner. I don't know. I, so I, I really don't know. Like I'm fifty fifty. I could, I could, I could debate until I'm blue in the face, one way or the other. But regardless, I appreciated it so much. I said, I've said to you. I don't know if you remember this or not. And I've said to you, and I know other people have said it as well. But I mean, I said this from my own mind many, many moons ago. I said that I'm not saying Kevin Owens is Stone Cold Steve Austin this may be you know 6 years ago however long ago when he arrived in WWE but i'm saying is that he has the makings of that type of personality it you know the gift of gab and the way he carries himself and his wrestling ability and just his whole demeanor he has that type of he has that type of vibe so yes he has the, he's you know, he brings everything to the table, but he had the stone cold kind of vibe for me. And obviously he feels that way as well. And this is how all this came to fruition. But again, I say again, Kevin Owens is the WWE's biggest disgrace because Kevin Owens is so awesome. That he has, you could pour uh, adulation on this guy twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. It's still not enough. And to Vince's credit, from what we've heard from behind the scenes, like we talked about this the other day or two weeks ago on Talk That Talk, is that you know Vince was like Kevin Owens said, I went to do the contract negotiations, and Vince said, you know, I want you to stay, and then they just worked it out right there on the spot. So what what continues to annoy me? Everyone recognizes his brilliance. This man needs to be at the top with the top people because tonight I was it was awesome. Tonight like I was captivated from beginning to I didn't want it to end. Could have watched that for the for 3 hours straight, me personally.
0: Yeah, no for sure. He he's he's a whole different. He's up there for sure. And and the way he like you said, the way he he brings himself And you know, and and his posture and everything—he's very much a stone cold kind of guy. And I and I think this is why he has taken on the stunner because he pulls it off very well. And and that's also what I'm a little curious as to see, like, who does pull the first stunner off at WrestleMania? Is it going to be him? Is he going to hit Stone Cold with his own move, or is Stone Cold going to get the better of him? And you know what? Open a can of whoop ass on Kevin Owens and do it to Kevin Owens first. Like, I'm very curious to see how this, how this whole KO show at WrestleMania goes. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Um, I'm not a fan of, and we talked about this on the pre-show, I'm not a fan of the old-timers coming back at WrestleMania. But for this reason, and for this night only, I think this is going to be one hell of an event, and, I th- and I'm looking real forward to seeing what these two do at WrestleMania. But with that being said, we will move on, and we're going to go on to um, a clip from last week of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. We see them in the back discussing about how you know Seth Rollins needs a plan to get into WrestleMania. We see them in the ring also talking about that and how Rollins has a plan. And then we see their match. Um, and then we go into the back again where we see Seth Rollins in an interview with, uh, I believe it was the British guy. I don't know what the fuck his name is. Um, and he's asked about what he, what like, he doesn't have a WrestleMania match. He has nothing planned for WrestleMania. And he's quiet for the first few minutes. And then he just laughs, steals the mic, and says, I'm going to borrow this. Um... Yet again, like we said earlier, this laugh is, is annoying. It's nothing we don't get I don't get the, the joy of listening to this laugh or that weird dance that he does. Um I, I didn't find anything entertaining about it. Um how about yourself?
1: I'm with you 100%. I just wanted to touch briefly. I know, we're, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I wanted to circle back briefly about Kevin Owens, is that the fact that, which I agree with, the fact that you've said, and we've talked about before, but specifically you said here now, who's going to give who the stunner first? Who's going to get the best of who? Who's going to get the last stunner? How is it all going to play out? The fact that we are have this is stone-cold Steve Austin's return after forever and a day in his home state and in Dallas, and in the biggest stadium, on the biggest stage, and the fact that you and I are honestly and legitimately – Contemplating on who is going to have the bigger moment, Stone Cold or Kevin Owens? When really it should just be a foregone conclusion. There's sto- the light shines brightest on Stone Cold because of Stone Cold Steve Austin, if, with all of these with all of these caveats that I just said, the fact that we're even contemplating it legitimately lets us both know, and should let everyone know, how big of a superstar Kevin Owens really is. Because if he wasn't, we would be like. We would both be saying to each other, like, relax. Obviously, Stone Cold's going to have the biggest moment, but we are both legitimately wondering. That tells us how big Kevin Owens is. And then as far as the Seth Rollins, yeah, listen, it, it's, it's nonsensical foolishness. The laughter, I'm over it. And, you know, it, it, it's are, are you going to show are you going to get angry and take your moment or not and again we saw it at the end but throughout the show and this was no different it, it was like i'm looking at seth rollins like you're pathetic man you're pathetic like you're laughing about this and you're not losing your mind pathetic i hate it
0: hi i agree with you completely and um and uh l- let's just see what happens here um Going down the road with Seth Rollins uh, heading into WrestleMania, it could be fun. Uh, we then move on to the the Mysterios versus the Dirty Dogs with the Z Lister at commentary. And, and I'm going to go off on him in a minute. Because
1: um, whoa, the Miz, the Miz was the start, possibly the start.
0: I'm going to go off on him in a minute. The disrespect to that man. I'm going to go off on him in a minute. Um, and then we get uh, we go back from commercial. Um, And we get a clip of last week of Mysterios and The Miz and Logan Paul and the attack that Logan Paul and The Miz did on them, Um, of course. And then we go into the match a bit before Seth Rollins does come out wanting a WrestleMania spot. Um, But, of course, the microphone keeps turning off. It took me back to the CM Punk sitting at the top of the ramp and that whole event. um, I love that event. Um, And then we get into the match. It ends. And, of course, The Miz gets involved. Now, I hate this guy with a passion. I I wish nothing more than this man to leave the WWE, never to return. Um, But the disrespect this man has to pull the mask off of Rey Mysterio, which we all know that mask is, it means something in in the Lucha Lucha Wrestling. Um, I'm not a huge, I don't know nothing about it but it's something that you don't do. And that disrespect from the Miz tonight, I don't care who you are, you don't do that. And Miz, I honestly hope to God that Rey Mysterio kicks your ass real good for you and opens a can of whoop ass on you because you deserve that for doing that. And uh, you're very disrespectful and I have no need for you at all.
1: I will say this, you know, There's A-listers in this world and there's Z-listers in this world. So evidently, Rey Mysterio is a Z-lister. So if it's such a, listen, I love Lucha Libre wrestling. I love Lucha Libre culture. I love, uh, you know, everything that, uh, Mexico brings to wrestling. And I, uh, Rey Mysterio is an absolute legend. I've said on the pre-show that Dominic is my guy. He's one of my favorites. And by, you know, definitely one of my favorites. Right from the very first time he came in the ring. However, if you're Rey Mysterio, you're a legend. You're a wrestling legend. You're a Lucha Libre legend. You're a legend from Mexico. You're a WWE legend. You should be protecting it at all costs. So there's a history of other guys not getting their masks taken off. So for Ray, you got to do a better job of protecting yourself. So if anything, I point the finger at Ray. If it's such a sacred thing, which we all know that it is, is that you need to protect yourself. How could you dare let that happen? If I'm a Ray Mysterio fan, I'm upset at Ray. How could you ever let this happen? How could you ever let it go down like this? And then for dumb is A-lister. Hollywood movie star, superstar, Ms. and Mrs. Just dragged themselves through the mud all the way to the top. And then the fans had the nerve and the audacity to try to show the disrespect. He snatched that sign out of their hands, ripped it up. Held up the mask. I wanted them to. I (laughs) I wanted them to give the mask a little kiss. Blow the kisses to the crowd. Drag the mask all through the fans. Let the fans touch the mask. And even the fans that hated them is will be touching the mask. I just wanted to get even more disrespectful. Shame on Ray Mysterio for allowing to go down like that. And listen, when you're a Z-lister, this is what happens when you get tangled up with an A-lister. Dumb.
0: Let's be honest, we all know the Miz is the Z-lister in this. He's the Z-lister, and that's why Maurice will not even be shown on television with him anymore. Hell knows, he could have been talking to nobody on that cell phone in the back. Uh, But it supposedly was Maurice, we have no idea who that was. For all we know, that could have been his own mother. Um, Oh,
1: man. We
0: we know he's the Z-lister, considering he has to go to Logan Paul, of all people, to help him at WrestleMania. If it wasn't for Logan Paul, I'm pretty sure the Z-Lister wouldn't have been at WrestleMania.
1: Well, you know, it, he, he's just... You know, this, the, the Miz live living a Hollywood life now, man. Like, he, you know, he operates in Los Angeles. It's a different world. It's an alternate universe. So, you know, he's just rubbing elbows, uh, rubbing shoulders with, you know, Hollywood types. Logan Paul is in the mix in Los Angeles. So, you know, kudos to the Miz is that, you know, he's in there like a dirty sock this is who he is man don't hate him from who he is enjoy him
0: there, you could try and talk me into liking this man till the day you die and i'll be honest with you man nothing you can tell me will ever change my mind on this clown i will never like this man for as long as i live so good luck to you but please don't try because you're not gonna win Um. We're going to move on now to... We go into back with Seth Rollins. Um, he storms into Adam and Sonia's office. Basically tells them that they're garbage. Um, and that... Uh, no, sorry. He doesn't tell them that they're gar- he's garbage. Sorry, that's the wrong one. Um, he goes in the back. Tries to get his WrestleMania moment again. And this is where Sonya tells him that... You know what? You... Are the one that has caused this, and it's your fault. You had your chance to face Seth uh, to face Kevin Owens last week. You could have won, and you didn't, and that was the end of it. And he storms out. So then we go back to the Miz in the back, and he's on the phone to his mother. Probably, he seems to think it's Maurice. Um, he doesn't know what he's doing, anyways. Um, where we find out that he stole Rey Mysterio's mask because of Logan Paul and that Logan Paul was a fan of Ray Mysterio when he was younger and all this other nonsense. Um, and then he dares Logan Paul to wear the mask next week on Monday night raw.
1: <laughs> and listen to your point is that, you know, he teamed up with Logan Paul, Logan Paul did dumb is, a solid by accepting him into the Hollywood community and, you know, partnering with him at WrestleMania. I'm sure Jake Paul is going to make an appearance as well. And then so DeMiz was reciprocating the love, getting the mask for him. And I hope and I'm sure that Logan Paul is going to come out in Rey Mysterio's mask. And what I expect and I will certainly enjoy is to see DeMiz and Logan Paul wrestle at WrestleMania with Logan Paul with Rey Mysterio's mask. Obviously Rey has replacement masks and he'll put one on, but it'll be mask versus mask. And rightfully so. I, uh,
0: I'm i not all for that at all. I, I truly hope that Mysterios give these guys a beating of their life and take them out. Um, we're going to move on to a clip of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar from last week where they played basically phone tag with each other and um, and the ass of the table ran away boy he still hasn't learned all right cool so we are supposedly it was announced after that clip that Roman and Brock Lesnar will be on Monday Night Raw next week and I'll be honest with you I truly hope that it actually happens because we were supposed to get it last week, and, you know, we didn't get it. So I'm truly hoping that we get a final showdown between these two next week on Raw before WrestleMania. Because if we don't, I'm not going to be happy.
1: Yeah, I mean, how stupid is it that... How stupid is it that the? We're, we're, we're saying, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with this. I mean, that's a conversation for a different time. But, you know, we're saying this is the biggest, what, what are they what are they dubbing it? The biggest match in WrestleMania history? If biggest is the word they're using. What are they using? Do we know? Yeah, I, I believe it's biggest. Yeah. Right. So the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time, this is the biggest match of all time. So I love Roman Reigns. I've been with, I've, I have, since Roman Reigns came on the scene, He's been my guy from the beginning. I never, ever, ever diverted, not for one second, when everyone was booing him. That being said, this is not the biggest match in WrestleMania history. It is not. There's nobody that's going to convince me of that ever. And I love Brock Lesnar as well. that's That's a conversation for a different day. Here's the thing. While we simultaneously are having a huge star in Seth Rollins groveling for a match, just doesn't make any sense we have kevin owens another huge star doesn't have a match but talked himself into a stone cold showdown and that went on forever before that was announced and then we have the two participants in quote-unquote the biggest match in wrestlemania history and we're going weeks separate shows here and there without them appearing at all So we got Seth Rollins every 40 every forty or not even, every 30 minutes. We got Seth Rollins every 30 minutes groveling on his hands and knees for a match to be able to be a participant in WrestleMania. And then we have the two biggest participants in the hit quota. Even though I disagree with this, this is what we're being told. The two biggest participants in the biggest match in WrestleMania history. And we go shows without seeing them at all. And you're feeding us video packages. It's disgraceful. It is absolutely disgraceful. And as much as I am upset with the WWE on many occasions for not giving different WWE superstars their time to shine, is that the road to WrestleMania, like Brock and Roman should be leading off every Raw and every SmackDown for at least a half an hour straight. If this is supposed to be the biggest match in WrestleMania history, and I mean, Darren, I got to ask you honestly. Even though I know you, you know, right? You know, I know how you feel about both of them. I know you don't like Brock Lesnar, and I know that you know you have like Roman. You're upset with him at this this point in time. But, like, honestly speaking, is that if this is if if it is what we're being told, it is. And even if you love or hate these two. Uh, Am I wrong in saying that? That theoretically, even in reality, every Raw and every SmackDown should lead off a half an hour with these two guys.
0: I'll be honest with you. uh, You are correct in what you're saying. And as they say, this is the biggest match at WrestleMania. I have lost excitement for it in every way, shape, or form. Not because of my hate for the two of them, but just the way they've led... Up to this match and the build-up to it. There's been no build-up. We've seen them in the ring, what? I think once together, and that was at the contract signing. Other than that, it's either been Paul Heyman, or it's been each other. They've been on their own separate shows talking about each other. We didn't get to see the whole thing at Madison Square Gardens, other than through video packages. So we don't know nothing about that. This is supposed to be your biggest match at WrestleMania. I have lost interest in it personally, and I have lost excitement for it now. There are far other matches that I'm looking forward to way more than this. And uh, and that, yet again, is shameful and a horrible, horrible decision on WWE's part for the way they've done with this.
1: Yeah, I won't go as far as you and say that I've lost interest because I still the main the interest I-, I have like I maintain my interest. However, I-, I do agree with you is that I'd forgotten about that is that, yeah, like we got the digital content of just as on a side note, I love the I love when the WWE shows us like they did with uh, Dana Brooke and Reggie tonight, like the quote unquote digital content, where we're only seeing it online. And but yet they're replaying on the show. I love that they need to do more of that. I know they do it a lot, and I mean, the WWE social media presence is gargantuan. And then we saw the stats tonight, I'm sure you'll touch on that. We'll circle back, but yes, is that going back to MSG? You're so right. Is that and we talked about this. Here we are is that you know, we got a Saturday night on the road to WrestleMania, it was like a gift from God where we're going to see Roman. We're going to see Brock. Uh, I know that, that, you know, that Austin theory took his place and blah, blah, blah. But the point was, is that we, in the end we saw devastation and it was at MSG and it's not televised. And I talked about this a couple shows ago is that it should have been a throwback to quote unquote Saturday night's main event with the music and the whole graphics and everything huge missed opportunity. And yes, like, We're not seeing them. It doesn't make any sense. It's so frustrating is that, you know, and I like the fact that you're acknowledging and I appreciate it is that, you know, whether you like them or you don't like them, even though we disagree, like I haven't lost interest and you say you have and that's fine. But the point is, is that, you know, I think you said in a roundabout way like that, you know. It's not that you don't want to be interested in it. If these are the two biggest guys, then even if I hate them, let's get it on. Let's see it. But you're not even giving it to us.
0: No, you're not. You're you're basically making us sit here week after week watching recaps of random things that have been done. Or we're seeing them separately on, on a show. And like, what am I getting out of that? There's nothing there. I've seen more of Ronda Rousey and Charlotte together than I have these two. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, this is your big main event of the night, of whatever fucking night it's going to be on. And this is what you're giving us for the biggest match? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not all for this. And to your question in the pre-show, who do I want to win? None of the two of them. I don't want one championship. Keep the titles on both shows, my opinion, and that's the way it's going to be there because I don't like this idea. So, my call.
1: No one. Okay, we got 14 minutes left, so, I mean, we could talk about this forever. Let's uh, let's move on.
0: We're moving on. We're going to Omos in a two-on-one match between Commander Aziz and Apollo Cruz. Now, you know what? We've talked many times about Omos and his stature and how big he is and the dominance in this man. And he proved it again tonight. He threw Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz around that ring like it was nothing. And this is my question to you Who in the hell is going to beat Omos or who is going to give him the challenge that he needs? Because right now, no one has been able to do that.
1: Well, I was disgusted with this. Because on the pre show, I talked about Omos, like, you know, we had talked about Omos and Commander Z's, and I had given my two cents on the fact that, you know, finally he had encountered someone of the same stature. And then I, I specifically said, I'd like to see this go somewhere. I think there was an opportunity. I know people, a lot of people are indifferent when it comes to Omos and Commander Z's, but, you know, they're both good wrestlers. They're both really big guys, and I wanted to see where it went. And then to have Omos. <laughs> to have Omos go from wrestling Commander Aziz and then to have him on a two tu- So what we're what we're being told is Commander Aziz is so far below Omas's talent and you know physical ability and size that he can be coupled with Apollo crews and still lose? Like you've just backed yourself into to a corner, there's nowhere for him to go, to answer your question. like the only, Here's the only thing I'll say. The only place for Omos to go is for us to get a surprise return from Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman to fire Omos into the third row. That's the only place he can go. Other than that, to your point, there's nowhere else to go. Where else are you going?
0: And this is the thing, too. This is what I'm going to say to you. Omos is huge. And you had Commander Aziz. Now, as we, we talked a few weeks ago about how, you know, that, that underground wrestling that Shane McMahon came up with Omos was the security guard like we talked about, and Commander Aziz was part of that.
1: Now, that and I like that for the record. I know a lot of people really shit on that, but I, I enjoyed it.
0: Exactly, it was. I quite enjoyed it myself. But at the same time, you made Commander Aziz, or whatever the fuck the guy's name was back then, you made him look like he was a giant and a beast and he could take on anybody of any size and anything. And then you bring him out here tonight and he was literally chucked around the ring by Omos. Like he was dirt on the bottom of somebody's shoe. It was that easy for him. So, and I'm pretty sure WWE fans don't forget things like this. We remember Commander Aziz in the underground thing. We know what you had him doing. So let's get it on here with these two and stop making it look like Commander Aziz has nothing compared to Omos. He's not as big as Omos, but I'm pretty sure he could handle his own if you gave him the right time and the right match to do it. Because tonight you made him look like he was a big goof. And to your point about Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman, we would not see Braun Strowman back here. He has started his own wrestling business
1: um, somewhere else okay good so i didn't know that and i'm glad so this is where i think the direction that we have to start uh going toward down is that uh where we're going to branch out and sort of you know have it all encompassing uh although uh like i said i have no tolerance for anyone discounting the credibility of wrestling but i think we're going to branch out to be it because like i said you got all the information and, and uh will be a disservice not to not to let everyone know so i didn't know that so there we go so we're not going to see Bron. so i i don't know where we go man it was uh but we agree it was very it made no sense very disappointing and it, it doesn't make any sense and, and, and i'm not buying it they're selling it i'm not buying it
0: absolutely no i'm not i'm not buying it either and um and we've talked before quickly that, you know what, it looks stupid when you got a big guy like Omos fighting a guy like Apollo Crews. Um, you and I both don't like those kinds of matches. And sadly enough, that's what we're going to be stuck with until they can find somebody big enough to come and handle Omos. Um, and until then, we're stuck with silly matches like that. So then we got a clip of Edge from last week. Um You know, making his nonsense, talking about whatever he was talking about about uh, the WrestleMania event with him and AJ Styles, and then we get the return of AJ Styles. Um, He calls out Edge. um, To then Rollins comes out to the ring, silences the chat. The chance, of course, um, about Cody Rhodes. He is Rollins does inform uh, AJ Styles that he is concerned about his health and that he will gladly go to WrestleMania in his, in his spot um, to face Edge. And that is when Adam and Sonya uh, do come out and inform Rollins that if he can beat Styles tonight, he will go to WrestleMania to face Edge instead of AJ Styles. Uh, so what did you think of this whole shenanigans here?
1: Well, I thought it was just that nonsense Uh, i know we're starting to get tight for time now and i really i got a lot to say about becky lynch um is that it's nonsense we touched on it in the beginning we didn't touch on it we talked about it in the beginning is that uh you know seth rollins groveling to the likes of Sonya Deville and um what's his name adam pierce like seth rollins groveling to the likes of these guys and girls you know, Seth Rollins, as much as I hate him for his uh, his deceitful behavior that broke up the shield, he's still a legend. I mean, he, he his career's not even, you know, he's got another 10 years, well, I think 10 years or six years anyway, uh, left in him. And it just doesn't, I hated every second of it. I'm trying to contain myself, but I could, you know, rant and rave for you know 24 hours straight about how unhappy i am with kevin owens and seth rollins and the fact that it it looks the way it looks so i I hated every second of it every single second there's nothing positive i have to say about it Uh, the only thing positive i said about it at the beginning was that in the end when we get to the actual match you know there's no disputing the wrestling ability other than that i hated every second of it i hate it It, it's just Seth Rollins is groveling to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville about getting an opportunity to have a match at WrestleMania. This is Seth Rollins, and it's not even WrestleMania anymore. It's part A and part B. Like, everybody and their... Johnny Knoxville, Logan Paul. These people have secured matches at WrestleMania, and Seth Rollins hasn't? How does that make sense?
0: It doesn't. And like you said, we could we could go on for hours about it, um, but we cannot. Um, it doesn't make sense, and it's it's a shame that what what this is doing, what they're doing here. And uh, like we said at the beginning, a lot needs to change for this to make sense, and I don't think it will. So we're going to move on. We've got Zelina and Carmela in the back um, having their little girly fight. Um, I thought this was a waste of time personally, and I didn't care for it at all.
1: Well, the only thing I was happy about it it was I was happy that, you know, uh, I I had love. I have love for both of them. And I have love for Carmella as a wrestler, and I want Zelina to transition into a manager. However, you know, I'm sick of Carmella and Cody, uh, but I have no use for it. I think it's stupid. And I'm sick of Carmella now. She's turning me against her. She's starting to turn me off. So I was actually glad that Carmella initiated the slap to maybe, you know, jumpstart Selena and let her know because she didn't seem to want to take matters in her own hands that, you know, fire her up. And let's and, and stop all this silliness. Do you know what I mean? Man, so that's the part I did enjoy about that. But, yeah, I'm not – Carmella and then Carmella with Cody, I hate all of it all of it and cody is not doing himself any favors man Corey, this is Corey, all gonna it, co- it, yeah cory Corey, so yeah sorry cory uh cory graves sorry I, i'm all I'm, like i'm all cody Rhodes now in my mind you know what i mean is that uh cory graves is not doing himself any favors not doing himself any favors like let's keep in mind Corey uh graves started there as a wrestler and then you know because of his injury transitioned and he you know he had a very it's very rare that you can transition that way i don't know if it was seamless but i mean certainly when he rolled out to us and then you know he dare i say you know a lot of people said he was jesse the body ventura-esque quote-unquote-esque and then it was apparent that he didn't have the nuanced approach as jesse the body you and i've talked about it because you know bantering with someone and then being rude and disrespectful it's a fine line and he was rude and disrespectful to byron where it was to the point where to byron's credit Byron carried, you know, carried himself accordingly, and Corey made himself look like a goof. And then now he's kind of found his way, and just when he's settling in, and then now he's doing all this. Like, you know, I, I know that everyone is in close quarters and all traveling together, and so this, these are the things that unfold. This is going down in flames. I do not. I'm, I, this is my honest opinion. I do not believe this is going to go the way. Uh, all jokes aside, I know you don't like the Miz, but I don't believe this is going to go the way of the Miz and maurice where you know who knows what the future holds but they've managed to maintain but they keep a certain type of distance as well uh, i think Corey and carmella in real life uh their own personal life i should say and in wrestling i don't think it's going to end well and i think Corey's going to regret all this because in the end carmella can stay in the ring she can wrestle right Corey can't wrestle
0: well so, well to your point there, Corey can wrestle. We all know he was cleared from his injury. He could return if he really wanted to, but clearly I didn't know that. But clearly he loves to be the commentator. And to your point about them in real life, they are an actual couple in real life. They are actually getting married. To your point. So it is all there. They are fully together. They uh I uh I watched their YouTube series. I know it all. I've also listened to their podcast a few times. So, you know, they got more going for them than the Miz and Maurice has at this point. Um, But, yes, no, Corey has been uh, – he is eligible to return. He has the clear to return if he did decide to want to step back in the ring.
1: I didn't know that. So that's interesting. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't like it. I guess I would say this. I don't like it. Um, the the Here's what I would like to see. Moving forward, I would like to say Carmella return to Mella is money. i like to see Carmella return to that role. And I would like to see Corey and Carmella cut ties as far as, you know, WWE is concerned. You didn't see Renee... And Dean Ambrose interacting like that in WWE. Now I know it came at the tail end, but the point is, you didn't see that type of interaction. I don't like it. I don't like it because the thing is, is that you know, Miz and uh, Misses, and Maurice, they're coming out like you know, Maurice is the de facto manager, so they're like they're operating within wrestling as a couple so unless Corey and Carmella how are they going to operate you know is, you know, I'd be here for this I will say this I'd be here for this I'd be there for Carmella returning uh, to Mela is money and then every now and again Corey Graves gets you know interferes and starts winning matches for him stuff and it's like you know he's a manager slash commentator. I'm here for that Pat McAfee came in there out of nowhere and is showing Corey Graves the template for that on how to transition back and forth. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We could see a lot with that. Um, But yet again...
1: What do you think about that? Sorry to interrupt, Darren, but I kind of want to hear your... Not kind of. I do want to hear your opinion on what would that feel like or look like to you? Do you think that you would like that or no? Uh,
0: It it, it depends. It truly depends on where WWE takes it. Um, Because clearly right now... They're making us. They're making us want to see the whole lovey-dovey stuff between the two of them, and none of us are interested in that. So, if it's if it's what what you say, and they do it right, I think it could be very good. Um, but yet again, it just depends on where they run with it and how they deal with it. Is my true opinion on that?
1: Yeah, and I know it seems kind of ironic to anyone out there listening. To the fact that you know we spent so much time on this, but this is what this is the thing is that you know. The the love for wrestling and the love for the show is that, you know, everything, you know, yes, we all have criticism, but everything has value and everything has importance. And, you know, we spent, I don't know, we're 10, 15 minutes talking about this now. But I think that this is an important topic because even though I disagree with you on uh, Corey and and Carmella having more going for them, quote unquote, than uh, the Miz and Maurice, I will say this, is that we have seen from uh back in the day from nxt with enzo and Cass, we have seen carmela has a lot of swagger man she's got a lot of swagger she's got a lot of personality i think she's from staten island she's from somewhere in new york i'm sure and you know she's about that life she she carries herself she's got an edge and she's all about it and she's a go-getter and she's a hard worker and she's got a big personality so i mean I, I got love for Carmela from beginning to end, and even though I love Maurice, you know Carmella can really, really bring the heat if if she's dialed in. And Corey Graves, I mean, he's awesome on the commentator's desk. You know, he's got the gift of gab, and um, I did not know that he was cleared to wrestle. I don't want. I'm not here for the mixed tag team thing. I'm really not. Uh, I'm here for the. I'm not here for the mixed tag team because it doesn't ever come to fruition the way I want it to come to fruition. I like the women, the the WWE superstars from the women's perspective or the men's perspective. It just doesn't come off the same way for me. But anyway, a, a long way around for me to say that, yes, I agree, is that there could be a lot of magic there. I, I, and dare I say, you know, I've been calling for a woman on the commentators' desk at week in and week out, and that is a role. And I know I said I didn't want it to be a wrestler. However, that is a role that, in the end, Carmella could end up. You know, she's the type of person, man. When her wrestling career is done, she could transition into that role seamlessly. I think. I think she'd be great there. And I'm not ready for her to do that yet. But I'm just saying as a side note, you know what I mean?
0: I do see what you what you're saying, but I I don't. I don't think um, I don't agree that she would be good on that role as commentator. I don't see her as that. Um, Maybe it's just because, you know, I I know her as what she's doing currently in the ring, but as of right now, I don't, I can't see her doing that. And I, and I don't know if she would actually be able to pull it off very well, Um, but we need to move on. So we're going to move on to Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Um, be It goes to commercial, we come back, and this is where AJ Styles barges into Adam and Sonia's office and basically tells them that they are garbage at running the show and they are garbage management. And I'll be honest with you, man, uh, there's been a lot of GMs, and I don't know what these two are called right now. I don't know if they're GMs or what the fuck they're called. But he has a point. Like, they're not very good. I I, I don't really like Adam and, and Sonia running the show. I, I don't know how this started or who decided to have these two on here on a daily basis or a weekly basis, I should say, but I'm not a fan of them. Um, There's far better GMs out there over the past years that uh, I think would have been a better solution to this or just not have them there. Cause uh, I'm not a fan of them.
1: I agree. I think that uh, they've let this go on far too long they're bringing nothing to the table you know i don't even know darren i can't even remember who did i really love there they've had i mean this is something that i think we should uh we're gonna have to add in a daily anyway we'll talk about this later but uh you know there's so many topics to discuss but yeah there's a laundry list of people that they've ushered in and out who you know to me so like i remember mankind was doing it i remember when they had um what's your boy's name that was a manager uh uh, I can't remember now. Anyway, it escapes me. And then they William Regal at one point and blah blah blah. The point is is that, you know, the only people that I've enjoyed filling those roles are Vince Stephanie and Shane. That's it. Those are it's the McMahons, And they're the ones I want to see and I know that I'm not going to get this, but I want to see Stephanie every single week on Monday Night Raw playing a huge role I want to see Shane every single week on Smackdown playing a huge role again I know we're never going to get that but that's the only thing I appreciated and the only people prior to that that would be better than that was when Vince was running everything and we saw Vince all the time So, you know, the McMahons are special, man. They really are special. I mean, it goes without saying, obviously, is that, you know, if it wasn't for the McMahons, we would have none of this. But the point is, is that, you know, those are big shoes to fill and they're fully invested and no one's even come remotely close. Adam Pearson, Sonny DeVille, it's it's not painful. It's just I'm indifferent. I'm just completely indifferent.
0: Like you, you know the the McMahon's are good. We know we'll never see Shane again. Um, Stephanie's way too busy. I think the only person that you know you love to hate, and I think that that is a, that was a very good GM and and could do the role was, of course, Vicki Guerrero. Now we all know that she is no longer with WWE, but I think Vicki Guerrero is the one person that I could take as GM um, of a show. And actually be okay with it. Because she can run it very well. And I think she would be very good for that role. And she is meant to do that kind of stuff. And she would be one person I would be okay with. Other than Vince doing it. Um, but that is just my opinion.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, you're bang on. Yeah, I forgot about her. I agree 100%. If she came back and was doing it, I would be uh, over the moon. I agree 100%. Excuse me! I love her. Great. You're absolutely bang on. Yes. And that goes to show how special she was because, again, like I said, big shoes to fill, and she was fantastic.
0: Oh, for sure she was, you know, and not only was she the GM, but I remember... Um, you know, so many storylines of her being GM that she had just with different people, like, you know, her whole relationship with with Edge and their marriage and all sorts of different aspects that they brought into that and different storylines that she had. She was very good at GM and and I think she would be the only person I would be okay with um other than like Vince to do this. But Sonya and Adam can Go away for all I care because they're not very good. Um, okay, quickly, your thoughts Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia Shayna Baszler. As we know, Shayna Baszler and Natalia was added to the WrestleMania match, so it will be uh, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley against Shayna Baszler, Natalia against uh, Carmella versus and Zelina against Sasha Banks and Naomi at WrestleMania for the women's tag team championships. We know that, but your thoughts on this match currently tonight
1: total waste of my time total waste of my brain cells Uh, i could have done without it a million times sasha banks and naomi are winning the belts and rightfully so all of this other stuff is just who has the belts right now that's right so uh yeah that's right because they're fighting they were smacking each other around and they were just talking about they had the belts so Sasha and you know I all due respect to Rhea Ripley Sasha and Naomi are winning these belts and then I only want to see them win these belts to turn on each other in the end I don't want to see Sasha and Naomi as a tag team you know I'm the first to say that uh, you know I, I, I love tag teams I love them and then when they're working and clicking on all cylinders I'm the first to say I don't want them I don't want them split up but by the same token I don't want to see individual stars slap together in a tag team when they shouldn't be but I had no use for this match at all. I'm not a big fan of Shayna Baszler. You know, I'm not. She rubbed me the wrong way, and you know, I got respect for Natalia, but I'm just, I'm just not a big, I'm just not a big fan of anyone involved in, in that at all. So, uh,
0: I will say this: we, we, we do talk a lot about you know tag teams being slapped together, and they, we don't like it. And we see that a lot nowadays, you know, RK-Bro, for instance, which, you know what, as much as Randy Orton deserves more on his own and so does Riddle, they work very well together. And I do love their their chemistry and just the way that they are completely opposite from each other. It really works in that sense. Um, And I I feel like Naomi and and Sasha could really work well together as much as we don't want to see it. I do believe they could be very good together. Um, But we have not seen them together um, with titles or for a major shot like this. So it's going to be very interesting, in my opinion, to see how they work together at the biggest stage of all and for titles. But I think they could be very entertaining to watch together. They do bring different dynamics and different aspects
1: to the ring, and I think it could be very fun to watch. You're, you know what? And you are right. You are right 100 percent. And uh, I agree with everything that you just said is that about Randy Orton and uh, and Riddle is that, you know, individually, so on and so forth. But the thing is, is that, you know, really, it really, it really, um, it really meant something to me when Randy Orton, you know, made that heartfelt speech, albeit very short, about this is the most fun he's ever had, and, and he considers Riddle a friend. And, you know, so I believe everything he said there. And then to Riddle's credit is that, yes, he was trying to forge his way as an individual, but he saw an opportunity to team up with a legend. And Riddle was, is really the one who's making that work. Yes, it takes Randy's buy-in, but Randy is a bona fide, you know, Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the goats of the goats. And so, all it took, you know, Randy on the mic, Randy's charisma, Randy's career, Randy's wrestling ability, blah, blah, blah. All he had to do was just give the green light. Like, Riddle had to make all this work, which he did. And to your point, although I'm totally, not totally. But I'm against, you know, Naomi and Sasha being put together. But I believe you are right. I believe you are right is that if they were both fully invested and they really put their heads together and they really decided this is the route we want to go, at least for the time being, they could have something RK bro-ish, if you will, where it's like, you know, it's kind of got that same vibe, that same dynamic, even though they're, you know, Their personalities have nothing to do with Randy and and Riddle. And their personalities, I don't know if they're, I don't know how similar or or contrasting they are. But yes, I agree. And I think their wrestling ability, Naomi's not a big uh, individual, but she's bigger than Sasha. And it kind of could give, you know a little bit more umph to Sasha because she's so small. And I just want to say one other thing about uh, Natalia is that, you know, I kind of feel bad when I say that, like I didn't really have any use for any, uh, all four of them. I don't really have any love. I would love to see, listen, Natalia still wants to be in the mix. Natalia is in phenomenal shape. She's a phenomenal wrestler. We all know her history. We all know her lineage. We all know about the heart dungeon, uh, the the dungeon. So what I would love to see I would love to like because they have Natalia working with everyone. I would love to see a final a final road for Natalia. Somebody in her and if hopefully there is, but if there's not, I don't know. Somebody in her family or, or somewhat related and if there isn't, then somebody that she chooses to reinvent the heart foundation. Where she is going to, you know, act in the role of her father. God bless his soul, Jim Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Her foundation was arguably my favorite tag team of all time, and she took somebody else on, and they were going to fulfill the role of Bret Hart, you know, kind of the power and the and the finesse and the technical ability, and you know the, the whole pink. Outfits everything and call themselves the Heart Foundation. That's what I want to see because Natalia's days as an individual wrestler they're gone, right? Like, so she's a tag team person, and to me, it's been staring everybody in the face for the last half a dozen years. Why haven't we seen the Heart Foundation?
0: You, 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 you definitely have a point there. That they could, she could very well do this, but I think, I think it's got to come down to. When she feels that she's done, she doesn't want to wrestle anymore. She then becomes, you know, she then creates the heart foundation and she's just there, you know, guiding these people, guiding these people, these wrestlers, sorry, um, and, and showing them the, the, the roots and the roles of how to do this. And yes, they are called the heart foundation, but she's the one leading them. But I think it has to come to when she finally calls it quits as an in-ring performer before we before we see that, in my opinion. So with that being said, we will move on. Uh, we get to a clip of Becky's attack on Bianca Belair, and uh, I do know I did say uh, what happened to her in the pre-show. I'm going to reiterate it. We did see it on Raw as a result of Becky Lynch's attack last week. On Monday Night Raw to Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair has suffered a fractured hyoid bone in her throat. And will be out of action for an unspecified amount of time. Which currently means her WrestleMania match at WrestleMania against Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Tag. uh, Sorry, not Tag. Championship um, is up in the air currently. And um, we spoke about this on the pre-show now, what did what wh- where what did you get out of this? Um, and where where do you think this is going? Do you, from what you heard of Becky Lynch tonight? Do you where do you land on this? Do you feel like we are going to get that match? Are you up in the air with it, or do you feel like it's a complete no go? And who knows who's going to show up at WrestleMania to face Becky Lynch? What do you, what is where are you on that?
1: Well, if you recall on the pre show, I said that I said specifically if Becky Lynch went all in and went savage mode and doubled and tripled down, I felt like that was going to let us know and be an indicator that we are going to get Bianca and Becky at WrestleMania. And I said that if she went apologetic, and condolences all around and it was a somber mood that we weren't going to get it so she went savage mode you know did she ever and she went full savage mode and so first i'll say in light of what becky spoke on this evening i believe 150 percent we're going to get bianca and becky at Wrestlemania which I'm ecstatic about it's going to steal the show I also want to say is that I love Becky Lynch I've always loved Becky Lynch and however I love Charlotte Flair I've always loved Sasha Banks I love Sasha Banks and then when Bianca Belair came on the scene I love Bianca Belair I don't know if I love Bailey. I like her but the point is, is that, you know, when Sasha Banks came on the scene, you know, Becky Lynch hadn't kind of made her way yet. And then, you know, she was trying to make her way when when Sasha, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the, the chronology of it, is that Becky, uh, sorry, uh, Sasha, Charlotte, and when they had their triple threat match at nxt i believe it was and they came to i think that's how they catapulted to the wwe right is that what it was they had the they had the iron man match or whatever i can't remember now but anyway however they transitioned from nxt to uh raw and, and smackdown and then you know they forged the way for the hells in the cells and the royal rumble and so on and so forth but the point is is that Then Becky Lynch, you know, was reinventing, 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 and really took over. And then prior to her, so then she reached the pinnacle. Like, you know, when she took over top spot, she was the number one. And then, uh, to her credit, she decided that even though she had reached the top of the mountain in her personal life obviously that she had reached a point in time where she was like, It's time for me to start a family and you know, you had we were all as fans, nothing to do from a personal level, as fans, we were all disappointed because we love her and she was at the top of the mountain and we were like, No, don't go. But to her credit, you know, she was confident enough in herself that she had a personal decision to make and good for her that she wanted to do something and start her family and she did. And like listen, I don't know when it has nothing to do with starting a family. When someone walks away at the top for whatever reason, it's you you don't know are they gonna be able to come back? This woman came back guns blazing. Nothing to do with why you left. The point is is that you left at the top of your game. And for an extended period of time, it's very difficult to recapture. She came back guns blazing and, dare I say, better than ever. And she has reinvented herself a couple times since returning. And then tonight, I know I'm talking a lot here, but I mean, I think she really deserves, you know, she really deserves a lot of credit. Tonight, you know, when she called the belt Precious. And then when she said, "What I took some," what else did she say there? She threw out some. She threw out some good lines here tonight. She called the belt precious. Oh, talking about selling her soul and twice on Mondays, eye for an eye, throat for a throat, reminding everybody that like. Becky Lynch is really about that life, man. And, like, I even got lost in it a little bit. And I loved Becky Lynch. And I even got lost in the Sasha Banks and then, dare I say, the Bianca Belair. And then, anyway, I'll end with this. Becky Lynch really, to me, put everyone on notice. Do you know who the fuck I am? Like, it was brilliance this evening. Stone Cold, The Rock, The Rock. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage. For me, that's what I felt tonight was, even though it wasn't that long. And yes, I do believe we'll get Bianca and Becky Lynch. And I don't know, man. Bianca is is a bad, bad, bad woman with a lot of talent. But Becky Lynch really let everyone know tonight. I was super impressed with Becky Lynch tonight.
0: She did come out like you said guns blazing and and um you know i i hope we get the match um that uh that is set up for uh Becky versus Bianca i think it would be a very good match i do hope that it happens if it doesn't um it will be very upsetting but um we'll see what happens we will see what happens we've got one more monday night raw um, I believe until before WrestleMania. So next week could tell a lot going into this. So we're going to move on and uh, we see a clip of Pat McAfee and Austin Theory from last week on SmackDown. Um, Before we go into the back with Austin Theory uh, for an interview and where he calls Pat McAfee a dumb jock and um. And that whole interview, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Austin Theory, so I I personally don't really care what he says, but uh, I did find it interesting that he decided to call Pat McAfee a dumb jock. Um, And then we move on, and we finally get to find out that Veer Mahan is officially arriving on April 4th. And and this goes back to what we started this whole uh, show with, is that... This man is coming in to the night after WrestleMania. The Raw after WrestleMania, sorry. So yet again, WrestleMania is going to be kicked to the curb like nothing happened. And you're going to bring in Veer Mahan. And it's going to be about him and whoever else decides to want to fucking show up that night. Yet again, WrestleMania getting kicked to the side.
1: Yeah, so I mean, exactly. So, you know, I'm not going to talk too much on this other than exactly that. And they're already reminding us, not telling us, reminding us that that's um, their MO. And so I always thought to myself, I loved when they were introducing the day one from January 1st as as far as uh, wrestling. But I think they missed the boat. Is that, you know, yes, you want to move off of the calendar year, but wrestling moves off the calendar for wrestling is built off WrestleMania. So what should be happening, and it would coincide with their 180 movement after WrestleMania, and it's annoying when they do it, but I think that it's something I could get behind. If they have dubbed Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, that should be day one. If they dubbed that as day one, not a pay-per-view, but that's day one, Now we have something, because now I can swallow the 180 pill, and I'm actually excited about it, and then we get the best of both worlds. We get all the backlash from WrestleMania, we get all the crowd taking the show hostage, and then we get the quick pivot to all this brand new stuff and brand new information and brand new storylines and superstars. Why? Because it's day one. That's, to me, what, what is day one for me.
0: No, absolutely. I completely agree with you on that, and uh, I do believe that that's what should be day one and where that should start. Um, but it, it 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 would be it would be the best option for them. Will they ever do it? Who knows. Um, but it would be the best option. So we're going to move on, and we're going to go to a clip of Finn Balor and the and Damien Priest in their match last week, um, and then we get to Finn Balor versus Damien Priest with Pat McAfee as special uh, commentator. Sorry, not Finn Balor versus Damien Priest. I'm sorry. It was Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. My mistake. Um, and um, I got to be honest with you. Pat's distractions and his little nonsense that he caused tonight, kudos to him. He didn't. He didn't have to get in the ring. He didn't get in the ring at all. He stayed on the outside. He did his little distractions from the outside, and he, and it got to Austin Theory, and uh, and because of that, you know, Finn Balor was able to get the, the win there. So kudos to Pat. I look forward to seeing what happens on Friday if anything
1: does go down. Sorry, I said it uh, missed a mute button there. Absolutely, listen, Pat is awesome, man. I dog, like like I'm on the record. I dog Pat a lot for a lot of things he does and a lot of things that I'm not a fan of outside of wrestling. However, you know, he really does have it all figured out. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But, you know, he was great tonight. He was great. And it just added so much. And it just goes back to, like I said before, it's going to steal the show. It's going to be one of the matches. It's not going to be the best match, but it's going to be one of the matches that steals the show at WrestleMania. I loved all of it. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect for me.
0: And then we're going to go into a clip of uh, Riddle and Montez's forward match last week. And that's where um, we see that the Alpha Academy did come out. They attacked everybody and everything like that. So then we go into this week, which is RK-Bro versus Alpha Academy. Uh, Thank you! And uh, and it was it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, and then the Street Profits do come out and uh, get their attack on themselves after from what happened the previous week. So, what did you think of this match, Mr. Shane?
1: Sorry, and uh, the match again. Sorry, was Roy- RK Bro versus. Yeah, I mean, to me, I enjoyed the match. Like, listen. We got a lot of special tag teams here, and like, like I've told you, like, I mean, I love the tag teams. I agree with you. Is that you know the magic of uh, it, these are two tag teams that were quote unquote slapped together in the Alpha Academy, and uh, you know, in the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis have had many kicks at the can and uh, on, on all the ways they tried to present them to us, and this is just it works. And I don't think I've given I, I, I poured credit on and, and Chad Gable, like. You know, from the time I saw Chad Gable until we got Alpha Academy, every single day I'm like, "This guy is a complete loser." I give him negative ten billion out of a uh, hundred. Get rid of this guy. Now he's gold. And I will say this is that I don't pour enough praise on Otis. When I have no use for him either, and when he had the whole love affair with who was this? Whoever he had the whole thing with? Mandy Rose. Yeah, I mean, it's all nonsensical foolishness, hated every second of it. And, uh, but he's, he's a good wrestler. Uh, he's got to drop some weight. He's got to get himself in better shape because, I mean, me personally, I think that, but he's a good wrestler and it works well together. So, and he works well together with, uh, Chad Gable. And then, uh, you know, so I enjoyed it. However, you know, the cream of the crop is the Street Profits. They're taking those belts, man. Like, I mean, the Street Profits, they're the tag team among tag teams. They are not slapped together. They're a tag team, and they're talented, man. They're taking those belts. So that's all I got to say at WrestleMania. And if they don't take those belts at WrestleMania, I will not be happy.
0: I I, 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 lo- I like the Street Profits, don't get me wrong, but uh, I think uh, RK-Bro is hanging on to them. Um, but that's for our WrestleMania pre-show to talk about all that.
1: Uh, Sorry, what did you say again? Uh, there. Ah, shoot.
0: Ah, uh, thank you. We're moving on. Um, we get a clip of Reggie and Dana in the back with Akira Tazawa and. All of this nonsense that we've been seeing in the last few weeks regarding these four, along with Tamina, um, and then we go into the ba- and then we go to the ring with a match with Dana Brooke and Reggie versus Akira Tozawa and Tamina. Uh, we go to commercial. We come back, and we have found out that uh, Gable Steveson, um, who is a Raw superstar, who we have yet to see who has now finished his college wrestling uh, time, I guess, uh, on the weekend became a back-to-back NCAA champion uh, in wrestling, of course. So congrats to Gable Steveson uh, and look forward to seeing you whenever the fuck that's going to be. Um, and then we get a clip from earlier today of Tamina and Tozawa and how, you know, I think Akira Tozawa thought she was going to agree with him in that, you know, the chemistry they had last week and, that, that 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 whole thing last week, and she just says, I want it too. I want the 24-7 championship. Um, and then we go into the match. So I love Reggie. Uh, I really do. I think Reggie's all that, and uh, Reggie can't do wrong. And his moves in and out of that ring are amazing. And uh, I just enjoy watching Reggie in general.
1: Yeah, so a few things I want to say on this. So I'm I'm going to touch on, um, how do you pronounce his name again? It's G- Gable Stevenson. Gable Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah. So uh, I want to touch on him briefly. So I have been following that, and I knew that that was his plan. And I didn't watch all of it, but I watched clips of him on the weekend. And because, you know, Daniel Cormier, UFC legend, and – Actually, I hated Daniel Cormier when he was wrestling because I was a John Jones fan. You know, despite all of his faults, and uh, but Daniel Cormier when he transitioned to a commentator, and then he when he was doing when you know Ariel was on ESPN, and then they were doing DC and Hawani. Like, really, I, I enjoy Daniel Cormier, and uh, I got a lot of respect for him, and and what he's all about, and what he represents, and how he carries himself. And when I say I didn't like him during the UFC, it was only just a, you know, as a from a fan's perspective and John Jones versus Daniel Cormier, and it's like you gotta choose one. I chose the bad guy over the good guy. So the point was was that it's not like I hated DC, but he's fantastic on the desk and he's just a pure, real guy. It seems that way anyway. So the point is, is that, you know, his roots are NCAA wrestling. That's where, you know, that's where he and that's where he applied his trade and that's where he really became who he was. And then he recently signed, I think he signed a deal. I don't know if it was just a one time thing. I think he signed an actual deal with the NCAA to do the commentating. So he was actually a commentator during those, uh those matches. I didn't watch them. Like I said, I saw clips. So the point was that, and I saw the one that went viral where, you know, he was retiring and then next stop WWE. So I am looking forward to that, but All that being said, you and I both know, like, the physical ability, there is a lineup around the corner with men and women that have the physical ability to be able to have the charisma, the crowd, the WWE... I incorrectly use that term. The WWE universe determines who becomes WWE superstars, and that is the beauty. It's always been the beauty of wrestling, and always will be the beauty of wrestling, is that we, the WWE universe, we tell them who are the stars and who aren't the stars, and there's zero negotiation. We are—it's a dictatorship. So we shall see. Now, as far as uh, Reggie, I agree with you. Reggie's the man. I know we're running long on time here now, so I, I know I'm uh, rambling. But uh, you know, I love the fact that. You and I both kind of take enjoyment from every moment of wrestling, like, you know, everyone else is skating over all these things. I enjoyed that. And I'm the first one to say, you know, I'm so, you know, the attitude there, it's gone as far as, you know, all of this, uh, the sexual innuendos and everything. I'm not here for it and when you get older and you have children and everything else it's like it's not it's not really something you want to put forth so as long as i don't go overkill with this in a weird way and i'll be honest is that i kind of like i get a kick out of dana and reggie and i get a kick out of tamina and and Tozawa, and then I, I know not how to pronounce his name tamina and akira uh, Tazawa. Kira Tozawa, that's right. Yeah, so I was saying Tozawa, right? Is that, you know, it it walks a fine line. I'm not here for much of it, but I feel like it's enough that it keeps me at a distance. Um, So I enjoy the dynamic. I'm interested to see. Dana or Reggie, someone's running the long con there. I've said that a million times. Shout out to my boy Sawyer from Lost. Is that someone's running the long con. But I agree with you. And Reggie's talented, man. But here's the thing. Reggie is talented. This goes back to Zelina. Reggie is talented. He's charismatic. He, he's uh, athletic. Um, but I think he's best suited in the managerial role. Although I've always guessed his hearts in being a WWE superstar, but go where you are best utilizing your ability. And he is, he is, he could be a manager extraordinaire. With the wrestling ability, like we agree, like I got a lot of love for Reggie.
0: Yeah, Reggie, Reggie is is very talented, and uh, I'm curious to see what where they go with him in in the in the future and what 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 he can accomplish because I think he could do very well within the WWE, like he already is showing. Just a reminder: this is talk that talk provided by Off the Hook. We're live every every monday night every friday and every pay-per-view half an hour before and immediately following monday night raw smackdown and all of wwe's pay-per-views we'd love to hear your thoughts your comments your concerns your hates your loves on all of these shows so come on join us join the chat we'd love to hear from you mr shane i'm going to give you the last words we're back to the end where we first started versus aj styles Seth Rollins your last few comments on this and then uh, I will say our goodbyes so on to you for the last of this
1: I think I'll keep it brief and I'll say that Seth Rollins has disappointed me on all levels he can never disappoint me as much as he disappointed me when he put the chair in the back of my boy but He's disappointed me nonetheless. He sold himself short, and he literally—he's on his hands and knees groveling. It's disgraceful to watch. It's unpleasant to watch. It's painful, and I just want it to end already. And in light of what you said earlier about you know, you know, it looks like we're on a crash course for Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins being an announced day of it, that disappoints me to no end. The match doesn't disappoint me. I think I think it will be magic, and it could have been magic. But the fact that we've been robbed of Seth Rollins' road to WrestleMania, I'm just—I've just disliked every moment of Seth Rollins' quote lack of road to WrestleMania. That's it for me tonight. The show, though, in general, you know, wrestling is wrestling, man. We love wrestling. I'm happy when I'm watching wrestling. Uh, period. And uh, I, I'm one to speak my mind on each individual match. But you know, I know a lot of people out there will, will slam each individual show or what have you. You know, I always look at it as as this: What if Raw wasn't on tonight? How would you feel then? So just enjoy it for what it is, and we got wrestling, man, and we're on the road to WrestleMania.
0: We are indeed, and yet again, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us for here tonight on this wonderful edition of Talk That Talk, the post-show of Monday Night Raw. Yet again, remember, we are live half an hour and immediately following Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, and all of WWE's pay-per-views. We hope that you'll come and join us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, your hates, your likes, what you thought was okay. We'd love to hear it all. Come chat with us. We want to hear our new voices. You know, we love to talk, but we want to hear new people's thoughts as well. So please come and join us soon, and we'd love to talk to you more. So thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to us. Shane, if you would, please do us the honors, my good sir.
1: Well, and I will piggyback that by saying yes, is that, you know, there isn't really, to my knowledge, many places, if any, to be able to talk about wrestling before and after every show. You know, and you might get some miscellaneous shows popping up before and after big pay-per-views, which is fine. And you pick and choose who you want to chat with and where you want to share your opinions. But week in and week out... I mean, for all of us that are passionate about wrestling, you know, it, it can be, you know, halfway through the year. We're six months away from WrestleMania on a miscellaneous Friday night SmackDown, and we're still here, though. It's an opportunity, and there's lots of people sending out tweets constantly throughout the show, before and afterward. So clearly, you're watching and you have something to say. If you want your voice to be heard instead of just, you know, sending out your comments, this is an opportunity to do so. And never, ever ever forget keep on talking in the free world